Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wrestle me, Peter! Wrestle me, Mark! Oh, we're in October, which is the most wrestly part of the year. Isn't it? Mm. I think by the time this goes out, it's probably nearer Christmas. Oh, yes, it is. I've just remembered that we record loads in advance because our schedules are confusing at best. I'm going yes. to Zimbabwe, I'm going to Japan. I'm going to try and get to see some uh, New Japan ah, at some point. Ah, Hall! If we're in uh, season, so yes. hopefully that'll happen. Well, I went when I went to Japan with you, mm. I went to see some wrestling. And yes. I basically, I didn't quite know where the area was. Mm. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll go and see the, the Budokan and mm. the Egg Dome, yeah. which are the sort of big places. I can't remember which one I went to see in the end, but I went there. <laughs> was it shaped like an egg or was it shaped like a dome? <laughs> <laughs> do you know, when it's getting close up, it's quite hard to tell because it's massive. <laughs> and there's a little area where they've got a New Japan shop. Right. And opposite the New Japan shop is a bar that's run by a New Japan wrestler called Toru Yano. Right. And all the fans go there afterwards. And so I was sort of piecing it together. Mm. But I went up to the New Japan shop shop and when you walk in because Japan is a bit of a monoculture so mm. they're surprised when a westerner walks in mm. now I'm quite big as well I'm mm. like I'm like you know 18 stone and I'm 6 right. foot tall yeah. and I went through there and they obviously were like oh a oh. new one <laughs> a, a, a new wrestler mankind too <laughs> <laughs> it's Stan Hansen Jr <laughs> and so I went in and I had a chat with the guys and they were they were really like oh you, you you're a big fan of uh, wrestler poor wrestler yeah. I said yeah absolutely yeah I said I'd really like to go and see some but I said I mean we were only here for a couple of weeks and he mm. went oh he said yes no he said you've got to understand wrestling here is on every night <laughs> really? and I was like really and he's like yeah every night you can go to Corican Hall every night. <laughs> and I was like, great. So I went to see Big Japan, yes. who are a uh, ultra-violent sort of garbage promotion. Right. It was so much fun. <laughs> I, I, I bought the cheapest tickets, uh, which I didn't realise were standing tickets. Mm. And I was standing on the balcony, and you got a great view. And everybody was just... Because, again, you know, you're, you're the one person who isn't Japanese in the room. Mm. Everyone is like... He is obviously a talent scout for <laughs> WWE. And every, all the wrestlers Everyone's begin... doing it to you. Everyone's they they begin directing you. their entire match to you because you're, you're the one face that they're like, well, this, this is worth a punt. Um, <laughs> everyone was so, so nice. The wrestling fans were just wicked. Mm. They were really lovely. And it is really worth doing. There is nothing like it. There are sort of key sports arenas around the world that you want to go to. You want to go and see wrestling in Madison Square Garden. You want to go and see wrestling at Corican Hall. Yeah. I really want to go and see uh, wrestling at Arena Mexico. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, would that, would, what, what, what part of Mexico would that be? Or is it I think it's in Mexico City. Right. Um, and Arena Mexico is their great big sort of main wrestling venue. has been for years. Mm. And it is absolutely one of those meccas of professional wrestling. Yeah. You've got to go to these places. You've got to go. You've got to go. You've got to go. It's what the world has come to, Mark. It's it is. what the world has come to. Um, we're doing WrestleMania 14, 20 years old. Yes. I, 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 do you know what? It felt it a bit for me. <laughs> it was a bit dated and creaky. Oh, but actually, before we get into the main bit, mm. I'll probably stick an edit point in there. Uh -huh. um, thank you to, um, it's What Culture. Simon at what, what Culture did a little video and put us over. I've noticed that the figures have gone up a little bit. Oh, have they? Turns out, um, there's, it's really hard to market a podcast. <laughs> uh, but Simon from What Culture, who I kind of know sort of from video game. 
yeah. annals. I've uh-huh. never met him, but um, he's, he's got a character in video game, and I think he's a wrestler himself as well, so... Ah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's nice to know that people in the biz <laughs> really appreciate our wide-ranging and, uh, <laughs> le- let me just say, first-rate analysis. It is. Write that in the <laughs> iTunes reviews. <laughs> uh, we, we got a very disappointing iTunes review. Oh, did we? What did it yeah, say? Yeah, I'm a bit heartbroken. People just go on about my voice and being, me being rubbish. <laughs> oh, That's no. what I'm here. I'm the voice of the person who doesn't know anything about wrestling, and it happens to be squeaky. Do you know what? Do you know what the review was? What was the review? It breaks my heart so much. Uh-huh. It's because it's someone who loves us and their love has gone out of control. Oh, right. So, okay. what, he'd, what, what he'd written, I say he, it's going to be a he. <laughs> uh, what he'd written was he said, uh, I love this. I love this show. Right. It's great. But it's <laughs> 35 minutes is too short and I want more. Yeah. Four stars. <laughs> Four stars, you greedy, <laughs> greedy little boy. I'm furious. <laughs> I want more. I want more of this. I'm going for free. to. I'm going to slate this restaurant on TripAdvisor because <laughs> it was delicious, and I want more. Every time we put out a 35 to 36 to 37 minute episode, the next one is always an hour. Yeah, always <laughs> because we're not very good at m- m- measuring it out. About time management, exactly. We're, we're not. We're not like a kind of one of those little restaurants that you where you eat little cubes of food. Yeah, we're like. Ball of ramen for you. Yeah. Ball of ramen for you. Sometimes you'll get a few milliliters less, but sometimes you're a lot will more. Overflow. A lot more. Yeah. Too much. Exactly. Too much. Yeah. I, I was. I was absolutely heartbroken. Yeah. It- and in the spirit of the attitude era, suck my fucking dick. <laughs> Do you know? I've written exactly that on the top of my page. <laughs> I've written about how the attitude era shouldn't be called the attitude era. It should be called the suck my dick era. Everyone wants to suck says, my dick. Yeah. Suck it. Everyone wants to suck things. You. You. You can suck my dick. <laughs> hey, your wife sucked my dick. Hey, suck my dick. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> suck it, Sonny. A lot of that. Oh, yeah. A lot of that. Uh, Sonny, by the way, looking absolutely banging in this. I, I may have Googled. <laughs> I may have Googled. Oh, is that what they call it these days? <laughs> oh, she looked great. Didn't she? Oh, WrestleMania 14. Back to Roman numerals, Mark. Yes. Yeah, I, again, yeah. again. I mean, we, I talked about this when we were doing WrestleMania 13, about how there was this weird bit where they hadn't quite got rid of the vestiges Sorry, that of their sound like I was masturbating. I wasn't. I just Googled. <laughs> I just Googled more pictures of Sonny. <laughs> I'm very much on board with the Sunny train, that's all. Yeah, Carry on. Absolutely. Sorry, Mark. Although the, the train has been going for a while now. <laughs> uh, the journey is delayed in some ways. Um, and... <laughs> The track is broken. <laughs> yes. And I, sad. A lot. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do tunnels. Let's not. Um, so, oh. uh, WrestleMania 13. Yes. They had this, this funny thing of going, we are something different, but there were still mm. the vestiges of the stuff. Yeah. And the one thing I said that was the biggest vestige that they had left over was the fact they were still using this Simon Cowell WrestleMania <laughs> thing. Yes. And this one, which is very much seen as the start of the Attitude Era. Yeah. This is This is year zero. Mm. It's still, still there. there. <laughs> It's so Um, It really is. This is this is very much seen as being the start of the adult WWF years. Oh, and you can really tell this time round. All of the uh, all of the cameramen have got um, Attitude Era T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, and it's all just very adult. Everyone is in black. Yes. There's barely any colour in the whole thing. Everyone is just in black. No one's wearing, um, not as many people are wearing kind of, unless you're uh, an older wrestler, no one's wearing singlets. Everyone's wearing like t-shirts and shirts and and they're wrestling in their gear effectively. There's slightly that thing of everything is like a street fight and Mm. it's all out of control all the time. And everyone's everyone's going, hey, took my dick. (laughs) Took my dick. Hey, 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 are you, you, what are you, gay? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's tiresome. (laughs) (laughs) But, But, this is a, a period where the WWF is now getting back on its feet after mm. it's lost something like 84 weeks in the ratings to right. WCW's Nitro. And this is the moment where it's beginning to go back in their favour. Yeah. And it's all because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's won the Royal Rumble. There's real sort of power behind him. But the big change that happens to them is they bring in Mike Tyson. Mm. So Mike Tyson begins making sporadic appearances at the Royal Rumble and at Raw. Mm. And he is still a legitimately massive celebrity. Yes. People are really interested in him. He's come out of jail uh, where he was serving a sentence for rape. Mm. He has returned to the boxing ring. He has muffed it up 
because he's bitten Evander Holyfield's ear. Yeah. And everyone is going, what is he going to do next? He was seen as legitimately sort of crazy. Yeah. And they put him in with Stone Cold Steve Austin and everything they do is magic. Mm. And people begin tuning in. The, the papers begin covering it and WWE starts on this upward climb. And this really... Thanks to a disqualified boxer and a tier two sex offender. Well, there is a, there is a <laughs> question about that because he is in the Hall of Fame. Right. And he is a convicted sex offender. Yes. He served a long custodial sentence He is a registered sex offender. And it is funny when, when they sort of, for example, were very, very wary of putting China in because she had a history in adult videos. Mm. And one of the things they said was they said, we don't want fans of the WWE going and Googling China and seeing all this stuff. Right. Well, no one's worried about Iron Mike Tyson. No. Who was not taking part in consensual adult films, mm. but was a convicted rapist. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look. And, and where's Jimmy Snooker? Is he in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course he's in there. Oh, of course yeah. he's in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And kill, they, kill they, the they also, when he died a couple of years ago, they, they did a uh, little tribute thing at the start of uh, the weekly programming yeah. to Jimmy Snooker. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You know, you, you have to sort of take a stand and to sort of go, yeah. well, you know, Mike Tyson's very different from China. Well, I know. Yeah, it many, seems yeah. much worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, I, I don't want to get into an argument with Mike Tyson. Trust me, that is the last fucking thing I want to do. <laughs> right? Either in court or outside. Yeah, but it is sort of interesting. Yeah. You also see with this, WrestleMania is uh, suddenly doing great business. So, again, they're selling out. They have more than a million dollars at the box office mm. here in Boston. And it's been a long, long time since... I, th- I think it's the first time in Boston's history where one event has made a million dollars. So they are beginning to really, really pick up. Um, looked, the, the actual... Um, I don't know what the attendance was, but it looked like a full old uh, it, stadium or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it is. I think it's something like 16,000. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it looked good, though. But I, good. I, I think what's happened, oh. of course, is they've booked quite a small arena because mm. they've learned the lesson from the last couple of WrestleManias mm. that it's not selling out. Yeah. And actually, it's hit this peak of everyone going, I want tickets. That's a, per- so that's the a perfect place size, is that. Absolutely. People are hanging off it. Yeah. Everywhere you look is just bodies. Mess. I mean, it's, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> well, Imagine the stink the in there. <laughs> of those, oh, well, oh, oh I, wore the, I wore the Austin 316 t-shirt on Wednesday, but <laughs> now it's Sunday and I haven't had it washed. I'll just put some Febreze on it and it'll be fine. <laughs> they wouldn't just put Febreze on. Just everybody's doing that, right? Pour beer on it. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. Yeehaw. Just uh, uh, smelling of fucking American lager farts. <laughs> a whole place. And, and what's Geritol? And then, or, then off to Cheers. What, what Geritol? What, no, what are they? Clarets? Clarets, yes. They were big okay. in the 90s. <laughs> xylitol. Yeah, Xylitol. Well, xylitol. That sort of weird fart that smells slightly of artificial sweetener. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> there's, um, so there's a lot of VTs in this where it's just kind of the old guard sort of saying... Things have changed. Yeah. But we're still watching. We still yes. respect it. They, like, it starts off with, like, history and tradition has been taken hostage by a new collection of rogues. Oh, I read that. Number one degenerates. And yeah, all that when stuff. they wow. said that, I like that. It's, it's been written by Blackbeard. <laughs> These rogues. It's, uh, it's a funny thing as well, where I sort of. They don't they quite know who their audience is at this mm. point. They've got a funny thing of. They think, well, people have been watching this for years. I don't think many people hung around through the mid 90s. No, exactly. Which, yeah. which is the reason. It, it became very close to folding because everyone had left. <laughs> the idea there's a load of 80-year-old men sitting there going, I love the wrestling, but I don't oh, understand this. I'm so glad Tara Fox's in this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad there's a VT featuring Gorilla Monsoon looking about a million years yeah. old. And, and Killer Kowalski. Yeah. Killer Kowalski has told me it's okay to like this wrestling. <laughs> now, I loves it. I loves it. Um, uh, there's, a, again, a slight thing of them celebrating their history. Mm. They've become less... There are certain older wrestlers who they're beginning to use to sort of, in a way, I suppose, say, we have a heritage and tradition. Yes. And that's a sort of... Anyone in, in that sort of business, you want to sort of go, we've been here forever. Yeah, and a heritage and tradition that made a ridiculous amount of money at that sort of saying, Look, we, we weren't just... We've got... Every wrestling company has a heritage and tradition, and all of these big wrestlers will at some point have got gone through our doors. But, in this case, we were the biggest ticket in town. Absolutely. And we hope to be, get there again. And they're reminding people who are into WCW and the NWA, they're, mm. they're, they're so beginning so they to say... they don't have that. Well, 
as much. NWA did, but it became WCW. So they're just sort of beginning to play it quite cleverly. What they're doing, and this has come up through the Monday Night Wars as well, Mm. is they're saying, pick a side. Are you WWE with all our heritage and our great stars? Or are you WCW? With Hulk Hollywood Hogan. With grotesque, broken down Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Frizzy haired, screeching Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) And embittered, wide Canadian... Horseman, <laughs> Brat Hart. <laughs> or, uh, no beard, ravishing recruit. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking the about that. Worst crime of we, all. Were, we were talking about this last week where we were talking about, um, recruit appeared on, um, WCW and Nitro, and, yeah. and Nitro at the same time. And Raw, yeah. Uh, Nitro and Raw at the same time. Um, but he'd clearly shaved off his beard, so he, you know, it, it was made it clear that it was live. I was thinking, if you look at ravishing recruit, I would not put it passed him growing a beard in a day. <laughs> I would not put it past him growing a beard, like, Very almost true. immediately. I, I wouldn't put it past him being in two places at once. <laughs> <laughs> He's that quick at fighting. <laughs> yeah. What I would say to WCW is, have they got the official candy of the Millennium M&Ms? <laughs> no. No. There's a great shot where someone is holding up an M&M soft toy, and the way the cameraman zooms into it is like he spotted someone famous. Like they've gone, fuck, red M&Ms here. <laughs> and they're really sort of like, whoa, give him a, give him a hero shot there he is <laughs> you know what are you doing it's a soft toy <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that in this show there's like um uh, i don't know what it is the cameras or the recording or the, the fact that a lot of the action happens outside of the ring um a lot of kids who are kids who to be honest men who should know better at their age um <laughs> they're kind of pushed to the front with their stupid size and doing naughty stuff they're really featured yeah like they, they can really be picked up by the camera and also the microphone as well so they become almost part of the story there's one guy uh, in the stone Cold Steve austin match who's uh, managed to manipulate his um, blue form hand into a <laughs> fuck you up yours middle finger Great. sort of configuration and he's Pointing it at uh, Paul Bearer. No, it was Paul Bearer, actually. It was, mm. it was the, um, it was the man, uh, not Undertaker Kane. Undertaker Kane. Kane. Uh, and he's going, hey, hey, Paul! Hey, Paul! <laughs> Paul! Paul! Yeah. <laughs> and you just hear him going, yeah! <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, there's two guys at the front who look like um, the the writer Armistead Maupin, who wrote um, Tales <laughs> of the, the City. City, who is a, if you like, a sort of like a, a Cape Cod American aesthete <laughs> gay writer. Yes. And what what they are, what, what Armistead Maupin had is he wasn't like <laughs> one of these crazy New York Fire Island mm. 70s gay men. He was a sort of middle-aged, quite yeah. sort of, like conservatively dressed, yeah. little moustache, and these two guys look just like Armistead Morpin, but they are they are so into it they cannot sit down and they're continually like shaking their arms and sort of pointing and doing big things and you can see like the children around them are really sort of like oh settle down when kids are going fucking hell mate you know come on just Can't knock it on the head there was a, 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 I was at some uh, I was at Progress Wrestling last uh, Sunday they had their mm. big show at Wembley Arena um, uh, they absolutely smashed it yeah. well well done Progress apparently you're wearing a Lord Alfred Hayes uh, t-shirt which I'm enjoying immensely indeed oh, I, I see it very much as being promotion for this show <laughs> <laughs> um, I also Do dreadful. own no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I had ten left, and we, we we did have four left. But Mark yeah. is wearing we, we, that's Monday through Thursday we, for Mark. We, now. Gen, we genuinely do have three left. <laughs> um, I'm not going to make anyone buy my stinky shirt. Um, that's that's also a weird subculture of wrestling, where a lot of wrestlers will sell used. Uh, ring wear. Like a Japanese um, school child. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. So, so Will Ospreay will sell his, you know, here are the, 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 the tights that I wore in, um, you know, the best of the Super Juniors. Yes. Sort of key matches and mm. things. Or I, I wore these at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. And they go for about sort of 400 quid, 300 mm. quid. Uh, there are a lot of f- f- lady wrestlers as well who right. sell their stuff. Less, less good. Now, uh, I, I, I would, I, so, uh, now I'm a huge fan of wrestling, right? Mm. And I would, if someone said, this is Dusty Rhodes's hat i'd go i would need to buy this hat yes if someone said to me this is uh some wrist tape that terry funk wore in japan i'd go i'd like that <laughs> if someone went who's your favorite female wrestler and i said um probably uh, i think you know for historical reasons it's probably trish stratus right if someone said to me, would you like to buy her socks? I'd go, no. No, because it crosses a line, it doesn't, does, it? doesn't it? Yeah, it's it does, just does. weird. It's the man who bought those implants. Exactly, Sonny's implants. <laughs> now, I, I, I do have a thing, you know, we, we got into a, we, a thing where we were talking about Funkos the other day. A lot of people are really keen on Funkos. Yeah, we, I didn't realise that. People were going, I really like Funko Pops. I know, and we were, we were just like, it's not for us. I, I, I'm going to say, you live your life how you do it. 
if you ever buy a piece of women wrestler's clothing, you should go to jail. Used. You should go to jail. Especially if it's covered in blood. <laughs> There's any blood in it. No, Ugh, gross. I, even if it's unworn. Even if, <laughs> even if they're like, it is sealed in a pack, I bought extra socks, I don't need them, and you take them, yeah. you should go to prison for life. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a dirty sex pest. <laughs> Cut that bit out with using it as an advert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this I was watching. So we we kick off with WrestleMania, and I was I was saying to myself, "Oh, it's all part of the new era. Yeah. They're not doing national anthems anymore." Mm. Turns out they, they are, are. Uh, but they didn't release the national anthem at all. So it happened. It was the band. Um, uh, it, they're called the DX Band with a guy called Chris Warren, and they did a lot of wrestlers' music. Uh, Chris Warren. He worked with a guy called Jim Johnson behind the scenes, and he had a good voice. And he did a lot of Triple H's music. Right. I think he does Vince McMahon's theme tune. No chance in hell. You've got like that. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> do it quite as high as that. He's got a sort of rock voice. Um, but he and his band did the national anthem. Them. The the degeneration band yeah. is this because they're the ones who in this show turn up three or four times and they are dreadful. Well, uh, <laughs> they, they are received coolly. <laughs> it says in some of this. They sound like uh, a Rage Against the Machine uh, tribute act. Uh, they're very much you can tell. It's the back end. Of the uh, of the nineties and the start of the nineties, yeah. and everyone wants to be in uh, in that band. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, when they go to the Attitude Era, they're obviously the music that a lot of the wrestlers are listening to. So over here in ninety eight, what have we got? We've got sort of I don't know, you know, a bit of like it's, trip hop is becoming sort of yeah, trip hop. It's, it's, it's the burning embers of uh, Brit pop, isn't it? Yeah, trip hop. We're sort of moving dance, and we're yeah. working out what's coming up next. Mm. And I suppose you know you're beginning to get the early sort of air and people like that. Yes, They're kind the, of like Euro kind of pop. Yeah, and, and Dido, she's very big. You hear her everywhere <laughs> yes. in that year. Uh, in America, they're just like, like Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is doing that sort of thing. It, it's weird because if like, if, if WWF had been a British company, yeah. this would have been a period where they'd all come out to like quite blissed out. Rialto, no, Rialto. If you're Rialto, yeah. you're sleeper. Or some of the Romo bands. <laughs> or the new wave of the new wave. Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, they, they didn't release the national anthem. It went down so badly. They didn't put it on the network. They didn't even. put it on the network. Right. They didn't even put it on the home video. And the guy who had done the, the, the song Chris Warren mm. um, he, he is, he's sort of, I can't really find out very much about him well he's, he's is he the guy who's the lead singer yeah, because so he's he, dead now, isn't he? He died. He died at, he died at the age of he was forty nine. Yeah, in, Sorry, in 40. twenty sixteen. But he was also he wasn't just a singer. He was also a New York steam fitter. Right. Uh, he was part of a big steam fitters union. They are the people who I had to Google this. They lay out, assemble, install, or maintain pipe systems uh, for hot water heating, cooling, and steam. Yeah, because so New York's a, New York's all run on steam, isn't it? Yeah, so you don't have yeah. your own heaters there. So, so he has this sort of you know properly full time job. It's mm. just in his spare time he's also like. Like doing all of the WWF superstar <laughs> theme tunes. Fascinating. Um, can't really find much about him. Um, he, he's sort of mentioned only really in connection with this WrestleMania. With a caveat that I mean that I do say rest in peace. Um, I think he's a dreadful musician and I never want to hear his band again. Well, you're not in luck because <laughs> I, I managed to find online the actual uh, performance that he did. Worth listening to for a couple of reasons. One is that Fink gives it an introduction and he says this is a new wave version. New wave stopped in like eight one, yeah, this isn't new wave. Uh, but just listen to the reception. I thought, I thought, just because it is quite hard to find. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought, let's get just it play down. the whole thing. Get it down, ladies and gentlemen. Would you all please rise? Here is the Degeneration X band, led by lead singer Chris Warren, to perform the alternative new wave version of the themes "America the Beautiful." It's not new wave and though. our national anthem. Fucking hell. <laughs> Listen to that crowd reaction. It's so proudly they have. The twilight. 
Interestingly, not a professional musician. <laughs> they used to do this Irish English uh, band <laughs> called One Minute Silence that were just a Rage Against the Machine ripoff. Fruited Blades. America. America. God's name is grace on me. <laughs> I actually quite like this bit. You should go and see fucking Reds Against the Machine, mate. <laughs> and listen to the crowd response. It's such a big reaction. <laughs> Great, great start. Now, the funny thing about that is, yes, it's terrible. A lot of people say it was supposed to be. Because Vince McMahon wanted, every time this band played, and they played to bring in Triple H, Mm. and they played to bring in Shawn Michaels, he wanted the entire arena to boo. Really? So they did this. Yeah, so basically Vince McMahon afterwards, they were like, that went terribly. And Vince McMahon was like, that was brilliant. (laughs) And so there's the sense of him being this great carny that he sacrifices this band, (laughs) because what he wants is he wants people to boo Triple H when he comes out, (laughs) and he wants Shawn Michaels to boo it, and actually what they're doing is they're booing this fucking band. I think... Think that children uh, of around about like the sort of 16, 17 year old who are into Brains Against Machine and those kind of bands, um, I think they probably would enjoy that a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I think if you saw it live. Yeah. I mean, like, like when Jimi Hendrix did the Star Spangled Banner, <laughs> you know, there were people who would have been going, oh, that's appalling. I yeah. mean, admittedly, 20 years later, everyone was going, it's a masterpiece. Mm. People haven't done that with that yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there is that sense of, they must have thought this is way ahead of its time. Maybe it still is. Yeah. Maybe it's just too far ahead of of its time. It's hard to sound futuristic and dated, but they've managed to put it right on the fucking head, <laughs> haven't they, really? So, yeah, well done. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Don't start! Will you stop? Don't stop! It's early! Don't start, please! Will you stop? Why don't you stop? Uh, they open up with this big sort of uh, uh, package, which you briefly sort of touched on. The, um, they, they, it opens with a line that says, the first temptation is to say, tradition has abandoned WrestleMania. What? Just put some matches on. <laughs> this sense of every time yeah. you come back, they're like, oh, you think you know it? You don't know a fucking thing, mate. This is all We're going to do on. this in sepia for five whole fucking minutes. <laughs> the baddest man on the planet, the toughest SOB, the current champion. <laughs> they couldn't think of one for sure, Michaels. <laughs> Te- the, the biggest degenerate of all, they say after. To hell with historians who will pen their tale. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? <laughs> To hell with historians. Uh, oh, let's never talk about it again, then. Yeah, Is that right. what you want, Vince? Like instantly forgettable. And there's a funny line that they throw out <laughs> where the last line of it is saying, and somewhere beyond the spotlights, the father of the World Wrestling Federation will revel in it too. And the father of the wrestle of, of the WWF is Vince McMahon's dad. dad yeah. yeah, Vince McMahon Sr., mm. uh, Vincent K. McMahon. Mm. And uh, there's a funny thing there that you sort of go... God, this not only has got Vince all over this script, mm. but he wants to make a sort of weird appeal to his dad who is now dead. Yeah. To sort of go... Look what I've done. And that's the last line they go out on. Don't worry about the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be having his big night. You do a thing where you go, if my dad could see this, he'd have to say he was proud. (laughs) (laughs) I must have fell out on arena in uh, Boston, so... Yeah. And he's brought all of his dad's old wrestlers in to go, we're really behind this. And you get that thing that he's he's just doing this whole early bit is to go, I think it's about time I addressed a ghost. (laughs) I mean, there are millions of people watching but I want to do this. <laughs> really odd. Um, they, oh, th- there's also a weird bit where they they legitimately tell you the exact amount of money they've made that night. Nice. So they, it sort of opens, and, and Jim Ross sort of goes, uh, we have made at the box office $1,029,230. I missed that. Why would they do that? <laughs> just, I mean, that's just... Surely that's opening you up for tax yes. stuff, if it's not legitimately done. But also all the wrestlers would be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. We'll work out our percentage. I'll talk to my agent. What do you mean I don't have an agent? Oh, okay, right, fine. <laughs> I have these pills. Um, uh, little Jerry Lawler and uh, little Jim Ross are, yes, are, are, are This is quite funny because there is no sign of Vince McMahon in this WrestleMania at all. Oh, yeah. And he's just about to go on really the biggest run of his career as mm. the evil Mr. McMahon that mm. really transforms the business. Um, but there's no sign of him here right. at all. You don't, I, don't, I don't think he appears once. No. Apart from addressing ghosts <laughs> through a third party. <laughs> uh, the first match is a 15-team battle royale. There are 30 men in the ring, and when one member of the team is eliminated, the whole team have to go. Which mm. is a, such a fucking sh- a bad rule. Because <laughs> if one person goes out, the other one just has to sort of go, Oh, I'm going no. <laughs> just, Bye, just, 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 just say... You have to have both members eliminated. Yeah. And then you can understand it. But just watching again and again, men just sort of stepping out and walking back. <laughs> what are we doing? It's so weird because the camera kept missing all of the eliminations. Oh, didn't <laughs> like, it? They didn't know what was... It was like they went... like It's like me, WrestleMania 1, going, film this. <laughs> film this with your friend Steve, Peter. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm supposed to be pointing my camera. I'm just... <laughs> Steve, what's going what, on? what phone have you got? Steve. What, have you got a, it's an iPhone 5. <laughs> uh, not great, but it'll do. The, um, uh, the, the, the weirdest thing about this this whole thing is we watched WrestleManias like, and we watched Survivor Series yes. uh, in between. And you, what you lose is the impact of when people return. Mm. So this match opens with the return of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, because you uh, hear that. What a rush. <laughs> and they come, out, they come out with Sonny because obviously the one thing the Legion of Doom need is some help to get over. <laughs> They're not like the most famous, most beloved tag team ever. Um, and Sonny is wearing a sort of like if a caveman was designing what an alien wore. You know, futuristic. And was, was wanking at the same time. Let's make that very clear. Yeah. He is wearing less than nothing. Yeah. The, I was like. How is this... I've been watching this from the start. How does it stay on? How does it stay on? How... There's not enough... 
There's not enough room to keep the boobs in. No. There's not enough room in the bra to keep the boobs in. I'm tr- fascinated. I think that is very much what that outfit was supposed to do. <laughs> it was not really supposed to contain either the boobs or the breast. Or the bum bum. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very strange. If very you sort weird. of like, If you sort of squinted... You could basically... She's naked. She's naked. She's, 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 she's very naked. <laughs> Working out all the way. And if you squint, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> if you pause at 2340, <laughs> um, you get to the 62-degree gradient to the television. If someone sent her costume to the pause to you, you'd be like, what, what is this? <laughs> what is, is this? A is this a doll's outfit? Is this the remains of, like, someone who's been buried in some rubble? <laughs> this Buzz Aldrin's <laughs> spacesuit. Have I bought a spacesuit that was destroyed on impact <laughs> on eBay? There's nothing to this. <laughs> So weird. <laughs> oh, Why does it smell of male wrestlers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like how, like, it starts because Legion do get, take ages to get all their shit off in the ring. Yeah. And then the men are in. I know. Everyone's in. I know. I, I, I just, I mean, the other thing is because we watched the Survivor series, which they were a big part of. Yeah. When they're like, here's the mystery <laughs> guest, you're like, we literally saw these guys a match ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly, yeah. It's confusing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. When they, they, when they do picture in picture as well to do the replays, they make this excruciating fucking Millennium Falcon door opening noise. <laughs> 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 oh, I like that. There's, there, there's about three people in here who I just I, I saw and I just I, I thought I've never seen you before. Yeah, and and one of them. You, the first time you see him, it, you, it literally goes ding, 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 and he's already pretty much just walking to the back. <laughs> wow. You're, you're not hanging around. There's something funny about going to WrestleMania and going, do you know what I'm going to do when I get to WrestleMania? I'm going to do as little as possible to try and get home. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the, the teams that are in here are, are the Rock and Roll Express. Mm. And they were uh, past their prime by this, this point, but they are one of the key 1980s tag teams. They mm. really dominated the NWA in the mid-80s. They very much were the forerunners of the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Right. And this is their only WrestleMania appearance. They are still going, uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Mm. They are um, a remarkable... A pairing, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they are. I mean, they're past it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the tag team. Um, so you got Savio Miguel, mm. uh, Los Boricos, Jose and Jesus, or Jose and Jesus, I depending think, if they're Portuguese or Spanish. Uh, I, I think guess. they are also Los Boricos. Oh, right, okay. Recon and Sniper, Bradshaw and Chains, Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. Mark Henry, first appearance of a uh, man who I can't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. He he, had, he he throws a man up in the air like he's throwing a bit of cardboard in a recycling truck. Uh, he is. <laughs> insanely he's so strong when he comes at this point he's just really come from doing like powerlifting right. and, and, and the Olympics mm. where he was doing weightlifting right. and he was signed to a 20 year contract one of those contracts that you know a year before Bret Hart had been desperate for, for and yeah. they went oh we can't possibly do that but when mm. Mark Henry came along they were like this guy's absolutely phenomenal right. and they signed him to this very very long term deal and he became one of the longest serving members of the WWF roster mm. he, was, he was I think he's only beaten by uh, Goldust Dustin Rhodes the and The Undertaker. Uh, he's Fa- been around Father to Hand, four I hear. years. <laughs> yes, Father to Hand. He was sexual chocolate. He um, <laughs> he struggled to connect mm. with the business and uh, he never quite got the right gimmick. He felt uh, racism was to play a yeah. lot of the times that he wasn't pushed. And just by absolute sort of sheer luck, in the last three years of his career, they found a gimmick that suited him down to the ground and what he had it? a proper... It was called the Hall of Pain and he was just aggressive and angry. Totally at odds with what he's like in real life where well, he's, he's very emotional. He's got a friendly face. He is. His face is too and friendly he's, for wrestling. He's, he's massively grateful. He's really generous. He's really sort of like... You know, he's just a, 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 a nice guy. Mm. His Hall of Fame speech when he went to the Hall of Fame a couple of years, he just cries through it. And, oh. he's, just, <laughs> and he's just paying tribute to everyone he's worked with. He seems like such a nice guy. Um... There are a lot of firsts in this WrestleMania, largely mm. because of something like this battle royal where you've got 30 people thrown together. <laughs> yeah. But you've got people like Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher who go on in later WrestleManias to, to be too cool and have better matches. So I've sort of saved them for when mm. we see them a bit more. Yeah. And Brian Christopher died early this year. He right. was um, the son of Jerry Lawler. Ah, died in rather okay. un- un- unpleasant circumstances right. um, in, in, a, in a jail cell. Um, but uh, yes, we'll talk about that when we come to it. All right, then. Um, uh, just, I, I, I did watch it as well. I and mean, you'd like you saying about the filming of it. I think this is the worst... 
planned WrestleMania match in history. Mm. It seems like no thought's gone into it. Have you watched the rest of them? Because <laughs> <laughs> they never start well. No, no. There's always a bit of a mess at the start, there and they are. just kind of muddle through, and it's a miracle anybody. I found a new thing I hate about the Godwins as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're the hillbilly tag team. Yeah, yeah. They turn up, and they've got fucking empty buckets, and they hit people with them. Why have you got an empty bucket? Yeah, what's your business? What, what that, are you going to bring back swill? from the ring? T- they've got brand new empty buckets. We better take our bucket in case there's some, what, horse feces? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what it's rat. for. I don't, know. I, I don't know what you would... I looked at it and I thought, how dare you not put enough thought into this gimmick as to what these hillbillies are carrying? Fill it with glitter. Fill it with straw. Yeah. Fill it with anything. Yeah, anything. Fill it with a shit. Fill it with <laughs> cow shit. <laughs> or animal bones. Animal Just bones. roadkill. Roadkill and rub it on your, on your opponent's head. <laughs> Come on, make this fucking gimmick work yeah. awful um, it's won by the Legion of Doom uh, unsurprisingly considering they're the only people who get an entrance yeah, I know. <laughs> they make such a big deal out of it and yeah. they've got a manager they've got they've got um, they've got the lady they've got the lady the lady and got this, Sonny. I think this really sets the tone of this Wrestlemania which mm. is the stars are massive mm. the matches are crap but the audience are so hot no one seems to notice it's quite a bad WrestleMania. Mm. I was super aware that out of all the WrestleManias that I've ever seen, I think I've only seen this one once. Mm. And I obviously watched it at the time and just went, oh, this isn't very good, <laughs> is it? And it's it's one of those things as well where you see a lot of WrestleMania matches in different places. Mm. There's always, you know, your, your career DVD of Shawn Michaels, you'll see all of his matches yeah. from WrestleMania all over there. You see quite a lot of The Undertakers. You don't see very many of the matches on this WrestleMania in right. any other thing. I, I, you know, they just seem, they're all bad. I don't mm. think any of them or even better than okay. Yeah. I thought they were really poor. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that, to be honest. There was mm. nothing. I quite liked uh, Match 2, which we'll probably come on to. Ooh, uh, yes. After... There's something called... The <laughs> Again, it's like this thing you sort of talk about um, nowadays. Um, WrestleMania happens over a weekend. There's mm. just loads of different stuff going on. There was a DX public workout. Whatever the hell that is. They just put a <laughs> ring in the fucking car park and everyone just turns oh, up. God. It's a public workout. Oh, it's a public workout, guys. <laughs> sure, you're going to the public workout. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Can't wait for the public workout. Why are we doing this? I don't know. Um, uh, Regis Philbin meets Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. And he has like a Regis... 2016 t-shirt on yep but I thought he was going to pick him up but he doesn't no that didn't happen that that was obviously something that naturally you would have done back in the 80s (laughs) and everyone but obviously Regis would have gone mate I've I've literally have I got a colostomy bag I've got something like that seriously if you touch me I mean it's just massive ramifications (laughs) okay we'll work around it there's a bit where they show Mark Merrow and Sable at a champions bar champions restaurant and bar and they don't use lights so it looks even grubbier than it sounds oh didn't it look bad just meeting the fans and a VIP dinner at the Boston Park Plaza. <laughs> I, I do you know what? I think it'd be really awkward going to dinner with a load of wrestlers because they'd have to be on. They'd have to be on, yeah. And they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be. <laughs> they wouldn't be hungry because I'm a cock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but just, just yeah, just going for dinner with a yeah, they'd be on. There's a big uh, Chris Jericho has organised a cruise that takes place over a few nights. Oh, that goes, good lord! And there's matches on that, but you are literally stuck on a floating prison where you we are the do performers. That. Bands, yeah, bands do that quite a lot. Like, mm. the bands who have lost their shine, let's say, a little bit, they, uh, they, they, they take out all of their fans on a fucking cruise and have joyless sex in a bunk <laughs> with <laughs> ageing fans. <laughs> Count me in! <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of, there was this, um, this right-wing European um, kind of incel group, basically a lot of fucking virgins, male virgins from, uh-huh. from uh, Italy... Uh, the UK, I think, and France as well, and, and Germany as well, uh, of course. Not of course, that's terrible. <laughs> but anyway, they, 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 they managed to hire themselves out a, um, not a frigate, but like a big, a big ship, basically. <laughs> uh, and they went, and they were planning to sail it to Libya to uh, disrupt the um, humanitarian mission of saving drowning people. Uh, everything I learn about <laughs> this group of men slightly makes me like them less. <laughs> <laughs> and the, so they did like a tour of the. I mean, how it all ends is hilarious because they they their, their ship fucks up, so they have to get rescued by the coast guard off the coast of Libya. <laughs> 
Anyway, because I mean, you know, the, the, the humanitarian mission is they're saving people, they're saving, um, <laughs> uh, they're saving immigrants from, from from dying in in the sea, <laughs> and they're going, no, they're naughty, they're being very naughty. These people, like, going, these little virgins are turned up and they're bought, but they they did like a little image of like a radical Islamist terrorist on the on, like a cartoon going, these aren't the seventy two virgins I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but, but they uh so they find themselves um uh, adrift in the fucking sea and and, and oh, they do please, and they do please big, tell me they're still just drifting and they, i'd love this story good god and they just um, and they do like a tour of the whole ship and some of the bunk work <laughs> everyone's everyone's been in their mum's fucking basement Ugh. all their life Ugh. so they don't really know how to look after themselves so they just they've all got hives and skin problems and they've all everyone's got a computer everyone's got their laptop plugged in <laughs> let's make that very clear and the satellite fucking 3G dongle I imagine there's no like working cookery equipment no. for like a four week trip but they, they got have scurvy. got fast Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> like really top end broadband uh, and they're like everyone's like bunks are just piled up with um uh, 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 pillowcase, uh, sorry, pillows that don't have pillowcases on them, <laughs> and duvets that don't have duvet covers on them. It's just, oh, man, Google it, it's disgusting. <laughs> I can't wait. But it's I, like, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so a WWE uh, cruise would be just like that. Yeah. I, it, I, I, I must admit, that even if you sort of go, Oh, that, you know, it sounds quite nice. The cruise itself does sound nice. And, you know, there's wrestling every night and everything. Oh, my God, can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? The hatred that you'd get from... Chris Jericho is obviously like, this is a good money-making thing. Yeah. But, but I mean, he's going to be sh- looking out of that porthole nervously going, are there any any of them there? And you'd open the thing and then there'd be one come around the corner and you'd... Uh, yeah. I reckon he'd just uh-huh. be on, his, on a little all, all, all dinghy right. off the side. All right, first mate or whatever. Oh, <laughs> God, I'm going to have to speak to this one. <laughs> what? a nightmare man <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if he throws himself overboard yeah. all of the wrestlers <laughs> huge number of wrestlers will be dead this time next month <laughs> and try and swim for the for the mainland <laughs> oh dear second match uh, Taka Michinoko uh, and uh, is it Aguila or Agu- Aguila Mr. Aguila oh Tucker is coming, motherfucker. Tucker is coming, motherfucker. So that is the intro that I saw him do uh, at New Japan, um, mm. where auditorium full of children. <laughs> so for the last few years, Taka Michinoku has been doing a gimmick where he just uses English swear words every time he speaks. He's currently now representing, he's like a hype man for right. Zack Sabre Jr., uh, the fantastic uh, English uh, technical wrestler. Um, but Taka at this point, he was, he was seen as being one of the best wrestlers in the world by the WWF. Yeah. He wasn't the best. Mm. Um, but he'd been brought over from Japan. They wanted to take on WCW, uh, who had a, a very, very successful and popular and critically acclaimed light heavyweight division. Right. And these matches that were fast and they were athletic. And so they began looking across the world and they, they, they picked up Tachim- uh, Takamichinoku, who came from a, a promotion called Michinoku Pro. Mm. He actually took that as his name. And uh, Aguila, who was a, um, uh, a Mexican wrestler, a high flyer, mm. and and they put them together, and somehow, ah, this match didn't really work. It was, I, I, um, I thought I, I enjoyed um, some of the moves. I enjoyed the high flying stuff because I think I, I don't think we've seen anything no similar in, no. in WrestleMania. Nothing um, like it so at this point. No, he uh, he comes from the same town because uh, I'm in Japan a little bit. He comes from the same town as another pro wrestler. Um, and I was trying to read his. I couldn't figure out what his name was in because mm-hmm. it was all in hiragana. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, uh, Miranu Korekushon, Korekushon, A-T. Now, I was like, the problem with, like, when they write English words in Japanese script, it's really quite hard to figure out what word they're trying to say. Yeah. So it's the Milano Collection. It is. A-T. Milano Collection A-T. Milano Korekushon A-T. Yeah. So he's... Basically, this kind of playboy, kind of Italian model. If, that if you playing. slightly remember Rick, the model Martel, oh, he had Milano Collection AT. He had very much that sort of thing. He right, wore sort okay. of quite nice white shorts uh, <laughs> and things like that. He's, Ooh, uh, so he, nice. he is now a commentator, so ah. I think he had to retire early because of sort of a neck injury. I right. believe I might be wrong on that, but he certainly had a truncated career. Yeah, uh, really good. Yeah, the, the town is Morioka. Mm. I think he was from um, in Iwate, is it Iwate Prefecture? In Iwate Pre- yeah. Prefecture, that's right. Yeah. 
yeah. And Takamichinoku, he has a, there's a slight sort of um, uh, just a, a little sort of curio about this. It's the only time the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship was actually defended at WrestleMania. Oh. So, but he paves the way for the smaller men. And Taka sticks around WWE for a number of years. Mm. He's in a sort of joke tag team <laughs> called Kai and Tai with another wrestler called Sho Funaki. Right. And Funaki is now the sort of point man between the WWF and the Japanese wrestlers who come in. Right. So Funaki obviously is from Japan, but mm. he's fluent in English. So he's working with Shinsuke Nakamura, mm. with Asuka, with um, Io Shirai, mm. all these Japanese people who are coming over and begin to acclimatise to America and mm. the WWE style. He's their point man. Um, Taka is, is is good. I mean, he's become better. He's he's had a good run in Japan. Mm. Still going, you know, yeah. still performing. Um, ah, so I'm, didn't I? I yeah, him, you did. Him and saw him you saw, I think you saw him in the best of the Super Juniors, where he was probably working quite hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then just I think the best part of this entire WrestleMania is the next bit is just an interview with The Rock. Yeah, I kind of I kind of forget that he um, sounds really like Barack Obama. Oh, he does. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? But then am I, I going mad? I, I, is that I'm sure it's been pointed out a million it's because times because he's presidential. Yeah. So th- the thing about this is. You could count on the number of fingers on one hand how many times in, not only in like WrestleMania history, but in WWF history, they've sat down with a wrestler and gone, so let's do an interview about if you were the president. Mm. Well, the one you've picked is the one who is clearly going to end up being a president. (laughs) He's the wrestler who's got the most chance of becoming the president of the US. (laughs) Now we've seen what's happened with Donald Trump. All bets are off. You know, previously you would have said, well, that would never happen. Now you go, well, we know anything could happen, Mm. you know. Um, But this, I mean, Jesus Christ, The Rock is great in this. He's so good. He's starting to kind of really fall into, you know, The Rock and talking in the fir- third person. If you haven't seen this interview... Penis. If, yeah, and if you haven't seen this Doing interview, a Bill Clinton You joke. will see it a lot when he's he'd president. Be president because yeah. he's interviewed and he talks about he doesn't care about if everyone's homeless as long as The Rock and <laughs> yeah. it, it's good and, he and, says, and gets um, sucked off by an intern. That's right. He, <laughs> sa- he says, um, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I wouldn't want um, interns to be doing anything orally wrong. Mm. Sorry, I mean morally wrong. Yeah. Uh, they don't quite... Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't I just, do you know you what? Do get those two Anyone else have done that you'd go oh, this fuck is you bullshit and with rock you go oh you lovely stupid twat Charismatic he's great twat. Do, you know, do you know the person who was interviewing him was oh i don't know blonde lady blonde, oh blonde lady the blonde lady who's interviewing him is jennifer flowers who'd had the affair oh she comes out with later bill on. clinton yes, yeah yeah she comes out later the, on she'd had one of the uh, affairs yeah she was, uh yeah she comes out and she's the announcer i think for the last match that's right and she's match. a bit uh, i think she uh, slightly oversources her lines <laughs> So there, there's a, uh, I, I'm sure we'll get to it, but there's a little bit where someone sort of goes along the lines of, ooh, I, I'd do it with you. And she basically goes, I'd do it with you. And then there's a pause and she goes, you're pretty. And there's a bit and she goes, no, I really would. And it's just like, ooh, okay. Okay, Tiger. Let's <laughs> dial the hot down. sauce down. <laughs> Six bell alarm. I heard this is the generator. I thought this is the attitude era. Yeah, it is, but there's still, there's still lines and boundaries. Put your penis in me. <laughs> Go suck your own dick. Suck your own dick. <laughs> oh, well, uh, what an auspicious way to end the show. Just w- before we go, the, the other thing about this interview is mm. it's the first time The Rock ever uses the phrase, if you can smell what The Rock is cooking. Is that really the first time? It is. <gasps> and if you know what The smell, if you know what The Rock's cooking. Yeah. If you know what The smell of The Rock is cooking. He, he does, he does, because yeah. again, like any sort of catchphrase, if you don't know cooking. it's going to be the biggest thing, and you were going to hear it shouted at you incessantly until the day you die. <laughs> If you can smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah. He, he just, just throws, throws it, it out. It's no, just well. amazing. Yeah. I'm going to use that rock. again, he says. Yeah. And he's, and he, I tell you what. He's great. He fucking did. <laughs> 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 oh, good stuff. Um, well, this has been uh, WrestleMania, part one of uh, WrestleMania 14. Mm, I, I, uh, do you know what? I, I, I find it hard to love this WrestleMania. Terry Funk is on the way. Oh, I love this WrestleMania. <laughs> See you next week. Resume Mark. Resume B. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 